barbering is a lot like bartending. So we become very friendly and sometimes therapist, sometimes confidant. This is Preble Hall. Welcome to Preble Hall, a podcast about naval history from the United States Naval Academy Museum in Annapolis. Welcome back to another episode. This is our next episode in a series that we're doing here, October 2020, to commemorate the 175th anniversary of the Naval Academy, where we'll have uh, experts on the history of the architecture of the Academy, traditions. But we have three primary groups at the Academy in in Annapolis. We have the midshipmen, obviously, the brigade, 4,200 roughly midshipmen, young men and women. We have the faculty, both civilian and military, and we have the staff who make things run every day. So with us today, we have a special guest from the barbershop, Paula Clark, who is going to talk about what experiences she's had here uh, in her time. Paula, welcome to Preble Hall. It's good to see you here. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Are you from Annapolis? I'm from right outside of Annapolis, down in Pasadena, Maryland. Are most of the barbers from the immediate area? No, actually, we have several that travel a good distance from across the Bay Bridge or from Baltimore as well. Very few are from this general area. What year did you start? I started in 1986. So you've been here for 34 years. Yes. Why did you come to the Naval Academy? Oh, my goodness. I guess it's somehow the way a lot of people start jobs. My mother (laughs) had a friend here, and they said they needed someone. And I had just finished up barber school, still in high school, and they offered, you want to come down and check it out? So I was one of just two ladies. There was another older lady and then myself, a lot of men that worked there. So it was a bit intimidating, but I gave it a whirl, and I loved it. No, 1986, this is only, this is a decade after women were first uh, allowed to apply to the Naval Academy. You have the first class that come in 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 the summer of 1976. Did you have to uh, have different styles? And did you have to understand how to cut women's hair versus men's hair? So I, you know, I'm an old school guy. I went to a barber and that barber cut my dad's hair and in some cases my grandfather's hair. So when you're going through school in the 1980s to cut hair, are they training you to to cut both men's and women's hair? Well, luckily, I'm a barber beautician, so I was able to cut both. And back in those days, the females had to have their hair cut very short. So it was not too much styling, just somewhat cut it short to the top of the collar. You know, one thing, one thing I always wondered is, is, was there a regulation? I'm sure there was a regulation for that. How, how do they train you to do that? Or do they just say, yeah, give them a, give them a cut of, you know, three or four inches? Or... Oh, it was trial and error. <laughs> Several would be sent back to us because someone down the line, upperclassmen or something, wouldn't think their hair was short enough. So it was bottom of the ear, top of the collar, bangs, no bangs. <laughs> Do you think that that were those up? You think those were probably upperclassmen who told them to come back, or company yes, officers? Definitely. Do you think they were right, or were they just saying, "Yeah, just get another haircut"? I think they just wanted them to not feel that great about their hair. <laughs> when was the first time that you actually came to the academy, not to work, but just to see the academy? Oh, way back in in high in elementary school, I think, with field trips. 
and it was beautiful and it's beautiful every day every day that i come here it's just a beautiful location where are you located now the barbershop when you first came here was in bancroft hall that's correct there were three barbershops there was one in seventh wing one in eighth wing and one in third wing we now have just one general location in First Wing. We consolidated all the shops, and we just have one large barbershop now. Now, when we're talking the First Wing, where the consolidation is, so basically for, the, for our listeners who may be visiting the Naval Academy who aren't from here, if basically you're in T-Court, what's called T-Court, in front of Bancroft Hall, and if you're facing Bancroft Hall, that's just over to your left, correct? That's correct, So if yes. you're walking down to the mid-store, you kind of look in the windows and see all those barber chairs oh yes we feel like fish in a fish tank a lot of times everyone looks in do, and really? loves to see us in there so the tourists will just come in and oh, like, they put do. their faces to the window they take pictures pictures really? of people getting their hair cut yes <laughs> of the mids getting their hair cut what was it like when you your first day do you remember your first day here at the academy oh i really do was it the summer it was August 14th, 1986. Okay, so they were just finishing plebe summer at that yes, point. Yes, it was just about reform, and there was lots of hair. People would come, a lot midshipmen were coming in with lots of hair, and I felt like I could never go short enough because I didn't, you know, I was being conservative like you are out in town, but there was lots of hair to cut. I was very intimidated. So the when the midshipmen were coming back, uh, were the, were the women, for example, given different options for styles back then? Or was it just you cut it short? Just recently, they've been given different options to keep their hair longer, just within the past year or so. But um, back then, they had to have it cut. It, there was no ponytails, no braids, no buns. They're allowed they had that to have now. their hair down long. And when I say long, long was bottom of the ear, top of the collar. Yeah. What's changed the most uh, with the barbershop, do you think, in the past 34 years? I think the female haircuts have changed the most. The Naval Academy is very traditional, and we have, everyone likes the regulation military haircuts. Tapered on the sides, tapered up the back, off the ears. Four inches on the top, which some people like to push, but um, female haircut now, they can wear ponytails and they wear braids and pull pull it back nicely in a bun but they can have length do they train you when there are new regulations coming out so when they started to allow ponytails and buns did the naval academy have to uh, basically let all the barbers know like here's what you're allowed to do now yes they did they actually made a video <laughs> so it was wonderful a video showing people different hairstyles and yes and at that time it was my responsibility to show all my beauticians and everyone that was going to cut the female hair, this is what we can do now because it hadn't been that way for so long. Now, you said your friend's mother had worked here. Was she in the barbershop as well? My friend. Oh, sorry, your, mother, your mother's friend. Yes, sorry yes. Sorry about that. Yes. Who told you about the job? Had she worked in the barbershop? It, it, was, it was a man. He was yeah. the lead barber. He was Mr. Tracy. He only knew one haircut. <laughs> <laughs> it was a high and tight, and that's all he knew. He is a legend How long here. was he here for? Oh, my gracious. I think he was here probably 25 years. Yes. He was a wonderful person. Many people who went here back in the day remember Mr. Tracy. One of the things we look at, you know, we don't get to ask uh, the questions of people who were 
uh, barbers 100 years ago at the academy. So we really don't know that much about them unless you really, you know, dive into some newspaper accounts. But you don't get the stories. But tell us about some of the barbers you worked with over the years and what you remember about them. There's been so, so many wonderful barbers with so many different stories. Barbering is a lot like bartending. So we become very friendly and sometimes therapist, sometimes confidant, and you will hear stories and you'll see different barbers that will go way above and beyond to help midshipmen. And you see people bringing uh, birthday cakes and you see people giving rides to the airport. And myself, I've sponsored midshipmen unbeknownst to me I just was asked to be a sponsor and I said okay <laughs> I didn't even have an idea what it really it, was all about what it, the sponsorship program was about and tell us about that because the you know the alumni will know what the sponsorship program yes. is but there are a lot of listeners who haven't been to the academy they don't understand what this is and I know uh you know I sponsored a midshipman she just graduated this past year first experience doing this she's a phenomenal kid uh, but tell us what the sponsor program is and what it means. Oh, the sponsorship program is a family away from home. It's a mother away from home. And I've said that many times. In the absence of your mother, this is what you need to do. But it's you take them, you let them come into your home and sleep because they do not get much sleep here. Uh, you feed them lots of food. I actually had three football players, 300 pounders. I went through a lot of food. <laughs> um, you just help them. You, you know, you're a confidant. You just listen. I just listen a lot of times. And I sometimes I have to push them a little bit. Come on, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> um, it's a lot of fun. It's nice. You, you really develop relationships, friendships, that when they come back in years past and everything, they come back and they want to come see me and... They say they love you, you know, I love you. I was like, I love you too, now go do your own work. <laughs> um, it's a great program, it really is. No, I, I strongly recommend it for anybody who's who's in town who hasn't been a sponsor parent yet. I, I, strong, I wasn't sure if I was ever going to do it, so it was fantastic to do it. And Same myself uh, also. Some, yeah, and then, they, of course, they always, it's always funny. They... The, uh, it's never really one midshipman you sponsor. I remember when, when she, she would come in on a Saturday, she'd call me from, uh, from the football game and said, hey, can I have one or two of my friends over? And so, you know, I'd get some pizzas or something, and uh, she'd pop over with them, and then there'd be two more, there'd be a knock at the door. It was almost like, you know, in the movie The Hobbit, <laughs> yes, yes. where there, there's like every five minutes, there's another two oh, or yes. three uh, just knocking at the door. Well, that's what happened. I remember several times, uh, like, Shannon, did you did did, did, did you tell me that there were four? Oh, well, maybe there were six. Oh, but then I talked to two more on the way, and then there were another seven here, and so oh, it kind yes. of proliferates. So, but you get a really good sense of the, the midshipmen and their characters and their, just how they are outside of the classroom, in, in, in my case, and you get yes, to learn about them. I agree. So, sorry, you, you said that the barbershop's now in Alumni Hall? The, the barbershop has been temporarily in Alumni Hall Why since, is that? since June. First of all, the COVID, we had to have a lot of extra space. Let's talk about that for a while because we've had uh, a number of faculty and, and le people in leadership talk about what COVID is, has meant for them, but you're in proximity to these midshipmen as a, as a barber and as a stylist. Can you tell us what procedures you've had to, to go through in order to cut midshipmen hair? Well, I'm a very huggy person. I love to touch and shake hands and sometimes midshipmen they're just kids they need a hug and 
have to, I have to remind myself I can't do that any longer. We all have our distance. We still talk and smile. If you can see the smile between, <laughs> behind a mask anymore, um, just a good conversation. But we've really, really had to make sure that we're much more spread out. And we've always disinfected and cleaned everything. But now, oh my gracious, you have to constantly just keep everything, every aspect of anything we are using clean. Um, if you just think you're going to cough or you're going to be sick that morning, not to come in because you have, you have a risk of infecting the whole entire academy. It's just been, it's been hectic, but it's been a part of a team work that we've accomplished. We've actually made it. Are they coming in? Uh, I know, of course, everybody, we all have regulations on here, and I'm sure you're shocked right now because I, my, I need a haircut, <laughs> uh, a massive haircut. <laughs> I'm not normally this shows me. Uh, but are midshipmen authorized to come in fewer times now? Are they given a little bit more latitude because of COVID to try to minimize how many people are going into the barbershop? I think so. Several months ago, I read or I saw on TV that the military had relaxed their hair policy. So I've seen that. Um, directly, the midshipmen, I haven't really heard, but several of them get used to having their hair cut nice or they have interviews or something. So they, they still come in. We've still had quite a few come in on a regular basis, but there's a lot of hair out there. So I'm thinking <laughs> they're not as hard on them for haircuts. <laughs> I want to go back to something you said earlier, too, about uh, barbers and bartenders, because it reminded me my mother was a politician up in Maine for 30 years, and uh, you know it's, it, she was a local politician, so she really had to get her her uh, her pulse, her, her feel the pulse of, of of the people. And I asked her once, like, how do you how do you find out what's going on around town? And she said, always listen to the bartenders and the barbers because they hear everything. Oh, we do. And so, tell us about that. How over the course of 34 years, I mean, you really. I mean, because it's not just one person coming in. You really get a feel for what's going on in the brigade at any time. Can you tell us, uh, share some examples of since 1986 that you can remember where it's just, you know what's going on in the brigade because there's just so many people chatting about it. Yes, yes. Midshipmen love to come in and just, you can tell if they're having a hard day or I, I always like, how's your day going? And if someone's really down and so-and-so's on me, I've been doing this, but I, I didn't know I had to do this. And so they're constantly talking. The change of hairstyle was a conversation. People weren't sure if they were doing it right or, you know, how they should do it. People... Sometimes they have more than four inches on the top. I have to recommend you better cut it a little bit more. Someone might say something to you. Uh, the PE uniform, midshipmen are very comfortable to come in and run around in shorts and a T-shirt, but we are not allowed to have that. So we have How to... Come? The mid-store, the barbershop, the different service mm -hmm. places are, are places of business, and they'd like the midshipmen to be dressed in a professional manner. Shorts and a T-shirt... Even though it is a uniform, I guess, a PE uniform, it's not a professional uniform. Mm -hmm. So at times I've had to say, I'm sorry, you know, but if someone was to come in, you might get told not to wear that uniform again. They're very thankful that I mentioned that to them. Yes. Uh, there's been times that midshipmen haven't liked maybe leadership and they've expressed different opinions and we were like, ooh, maybe you shouldn't let that get out. <laughs> 
Um, it, it's a lot of fun. People, they're just kids. Midshipmen are just kids sometimes. You know, getting back to midshipmen like to sleep, uh, whether they're your sponsor kid or, you know, sometimes I hate to say even in the Nimitz library, if you're going up to do research or, or wherever, midshipmen find really cool places to sleep. You know, do they ever sleep when, when you're giving them a haircut? Oh, they definitely do. <laughs> they fall asleep. Your head falls down. I know. Some of us just laugh, and we pull the head back up. <laughs> it's funny. The majority of us have the experience now. We can actually cut a sleeping head. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And we totally understand it because they're tired, and they have a lot going on, and there's all-night study sessions and things like that, so... When you first came here, was there any advice that you remember that came from the uh, barbers who were who had been here for a number of years? So remember, when I first came here, there were a lot of men, and most of them were older up in age. So I was young and started here, and they're like, you better not be so friendly. You better not laugh so much. You better not do I was like, why? Why? Because you just can't. And I was like... <laughs> Okay, but I've since found out, and very soon after that, I realized you can. You can laugh and, and be friends and with on a professional level, and it's okay. <laughs> All right, we had some questions that came in from uh, some people on Twitter and elsewhere, uh, some of whom are graduates. Oh. So I'm going to throw some questions at you from them. Sure. Okay? So this is from Sisterhood of Mother B. On Twitter, it's at Sisters of B. They would love to hear about I-Day, especially stories concerning female plebes. I-Day can be a very touchy day sometimes, and I feel so bad. The females come in, and they have long hair, and when we... And that's the first, by the way, for, for the listeners who are from around the world or, or across the country, an I-Day is the day that the plebes come into the academy. Yes, that very okay. first day. So we've actually had tears when we had to cut hair, to the top of the collar. Um, we've actually had hair, lots of hair, where we were able to save to send to Locks of Love to make wigs. Um, oh, my gracious. Does that well, happen often? It does. It happens quite often. Is that is that uh, more recent that that's happened? No, it's been for several years now. We've been able girls come in with very long hair. Some save it until they get here and we cut it and we braid it and then we send it off to Locks of Love. Yes, some cut their hair prior to coming in. And my worst thing is ever when they come in and they say, well, I just had my hair cut. I just had 10 inches. I'm like, I'm sorry, you need like two more. And then there's tears and it's, it's, it can be a sad day, but they, they adjust very well, very quickly. Has that changed over the course of 34 years? Be uh, do the women coming in as plebes now have a different expectation or different experiences because there are so many more women now than there were in, say, 1986? Well, the regulation has changed now. So when they come in, they can actually have their hair the length that will comfortably and professionally be pulled back into a bun. Because as long as they can pull it back neatly and it's not hanging out everywhere, they can keep that length. If they cannot pull it back like that, unfortunately, we have to cut it. Bottom of the ear, top of the collar, so that until it does grow out after, after plebe summer. I have a really stupid question. That's okay. All right. Has a female plebe ever asked for the same haircut as the men get? 
like a, like to shave either shave it down or I don't know if that's is it authorized or is it is it allowed? In the the video that we received yeah. last summer, it's not authorized to have a totally buzzed haircut like the males get. But several females do prefer hair very short on the sides and in the back. It's very easy to take care of. Yeah. Um, a lot so, easier in the summers here yes, because yes. summers in Annapolis are get true. a little get a little warm. They weren't as not as hot as when I was in Gitmo a couple of years ago, but it's it, it gets hot here. Oh, sure. So, yes, yes, they do. And we have to say sometimes, I'm sorry, you cannot buzz the top. Just keep it, you know, as feminine looking, mm -hmm. but as short as, as we can, yes. All right, second question comes in from Pat the Third, uh, who is at Twitter. It's at TPMIII. So, uh, and I actually recognize him. He was a midshipman I taught in two classes. He went Marines, great young young gentleman he said what made you come to work it's two-part question what made you come to work at the naval academy when i first came here i had just i was working in a business management program at giant food and my mother's friend said oh we're in desperate need why don't you come down i took a two-week leave of absence from one job and came here to work for two weeks i never turn back it was it's just a wonderful place the location the people the midshipmen that i work with every day it's the the beauty of the the campus itself and i meet people from all over the world i just it's just something i never turn back i just love it and i think starting out coming here was for one reason staying here totally the opposite just a wonderful wonderful place no, I, I agree with you the midshipmen uh yeah, I used to have a sign above my door uh, when I was in the political science department. It, it was a place where people couldn't see it, but I, it was a reminder for me every day. said it's about the midshipmen. And when you realize that you don't have a bad day here when you're no. working with the midshipmen, they're just incredible, incredible young men and women. Um, what, the second part of his question is, what made you stay at the Naval Academy? Oh, my gracious. For 34 years now. 34 years. <laughs> Again, it's... Every day, I, I don't think I ever wake up and say, oh, I don't want to go to work. Maybe there's days that I could do other things that I always feel like I need to get done, but I love coming to work. As soon as I turn into the gate, it's beautiful from sunrise to sunset when I leave. It's a beautiful campus, a beautiful location. When I say sunrise, I come very early to get parking. Parking is is not very easy to find sometimes. Uh, that is always the case here. I know that. Uh, the so that's a good point. You know, how many hours a day is the barbershop open? Because you think about the mids are in class most of the day. They have athletics after school or after the last class, I should say. They don't have much time between lunch and their next class. How how late are you? How how early do you open and how late are you open? We are only open a business day. We open at seven thirty and we close at four PM. Um, we we just recently started closing during lunch. We used to be open during lunch, but we found that not many midshipmen came in during lunch. So now we close at one specific time. Everyone leaves and everyone is back so that hopefully it accommodates the midshipmen. Um, it's 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 a nice day, but hopefully we are able to cover everyone in that period of time. Uh, next question. When you got here in 1986, was there still a sense of community for female midshipmen here? 
that was a long time ago and there were very few females yeah. and at that time back I was strictly on the male side so I really did not have much interaction with the females um, I would see them in parades or march overs or something like that formation. How many women were cutting hair at the time, though? How big was the sh- roughly? How big was the shop when you got so here in '86? There were and- three shops. There was a nine-chair right. shop and two six-chair shops, right. and they were full. They were full. So six, twelve. Um, how many women were cutting hair at the time? There were two, two beauticians. And we had a separate little area, like a beauty shop that we called it. And they stayed pretty busy. Would, would only the, the women midshipmen go to that, yes, that shop? Yes, that's they, correct. W- would they ever go to the other two? Or was it strictly, did women go to one particular shop and all the, all the young men went to the that's other correct, one? That's correct, yes. Really? We, when did that change? That has just changed within the past five years that we do see females get right in the line. We have a long walk-in line every day, and we do see females get right in line because they like to keep it cleaned up around the ears and neck and everything, the shorter hair, yes. But we always have a little separate area for the females because shampoos, we offer eyebrow waxing, shampoo, conditioning treatments, um, we have relaxers, things like that. So it's a little bit of a uh, separate area. So the majority of females go that area, and some come over to just blend in and get a quick haircut. So they can do that? Yes, yes. Could could they have done that in 1986, or was it simply uh, males, you go to these, and women, you go to these, or this one? Not exactly sure if yeah. I remember back, but I want to say most likely that yeah. is probably. I do not recall any females really coming in the lines. Were men cutting women's hair back? The male barbers were they cutting women's hair back in the eighties? We did not. We just had two ladies that were cutting back in those so they days. So specialized. Yes, yes. Okay. Next question that we got. Oh, we were talking about this a little bit, but the changes in regulations for female hair and how they were accepted by mids. I think they were very happy. I think maybe it even helped some of the females to, to, for us to get a larger number of females because hair a lot of times is very important. And now that they realize they can keep their hair, pull it back neatly, still be professional, let it down on weekends, maybe we have. I, I'm not exactly sure of the count, but I'm thinking we may even have more females that are interested in coming here now. This is the next question. What is your most memorable haircut? that you've given? I think it would have to be in 1986, David Robinson sat in my chair. Oh, I pretty much had to ask him to slouch way down. (laughs) And at that time, I just started. He was a senior, and I pretty much just started. I really was not familiar with his his playing and Mm -hmm. the basketball team and everything, but what a nice guy. And I can always, it's my claim to fame that I cut his hair. Did he come back to you? No, but it's okay. (laughs) He always spoke to me. (laughs) Next question. How fast can you do a standard haircut for men and women? I'm pretty quick. The most of us are pretty quick. We have a 15-minute time frame that we can do haircuts for men. Women, it depends on what they're getting. We, We do blowouts and hair curls and stuff like that. Of course, all that takes a lot more time. For the men, we have a 15 minute period. You can sometimes get that done in eight to 10 minutes, yes. And still look very good, very professional. 
Is that quicker during eye day when the midshipmen are first coming through the academy? An eye day haircut on the first day that they come in, regardless of how much hair is on, on their head, three to five minutes flat. Wow. And that's totally just shaving a number one all over, clean it up, clean well, you up and you're finished. Well, it doesn't you, take long. Because you have to get through basically 1,200 midshipmen, we more do. or less, in basically six, seven, eight hours. And somehow we have time to say, hello, how are you, where are you from? Okay, don't be nervous, and still shave their head. <laughs> <laughs> Next question, what is your, what's your daily routine? My daily routine has changed somewhat right now because of different positions in the shop. I'm actually working at the desk right now, so I actually get to talk to every single midshipman that comes in the shop, which is absolutely wonderful, as opposed to just the midshipman in my chair. Um, I'm just helping out. We lost our administrative assistant, and I'm just helping out. But my daily routine, if, if I was still in the barber chair, is to come in, drink my coffee, <laughs> And when we open up at 7.30, we're all behind our chair, ready to start. And good morning, come on in. I cut probably eight to 10 haircuts, take a morning break, 15 minute break, come back, cut until lunchtime. Just, I hear lots of conversations. And it's funny because I never forget a face. So I talk to everyone. I. How, how's your mom? How's this? How's that? Did, did you get another dog? How's your class? Did you pass that test? Things like that. So you basically going to the barbershop is really kind of normalizing the midshipmen to, to remember, sort of remember life before the academy. We hope so. We try. We try to let them kind of relax. During plebe summer, we do not really like them to get yelled at while they're in the barbershop. We'd like it to be the five minutes of peace and quiet that they can get. Well, that leads to the next question then, because does the barbershop only cut hair for midshipmen, or does it uh, also allow officers and civilians on the yard? We do allow officers, yes. We cut everyone in uniform. Uh, the majority of midshipmen, we try to accommodate the midshipmen because, like you mentioned earlier, they do not have a lot of time, and we have to get them in. So we try to accommodate them, but, no, we do cut all the officers on the yard as well. Okay. Another question that came in, what is your biggest takeaway in changes among the brigade, and not necessarily among haircuts, but what you might have observed in... Hearing, hearing about life outside of the barbershop, but in Bancroft Hall, you know, like what, what big changes were people really talking about over a course of 34 years? Well, the Naval Academy is rich and full of tradition. Everyone knows it's, it's a line mm -hmm. that we all go by because we love tradition. So not a lot of things really change. I, I don't think so. There are much smarter kids these days then when I was in school, I know that it seems as though uh, we have new curriculums. We have the cyber program now, which is amazing and wonderful. Um, Things we, that didn't exist, pretty no, much didn't no. exist when you and I were kids. You no, know? we didn't. We didn't hear yeah, we about were, that. You and I were playing pong on a yes. on a big black and white TV. You know, fa fast and slow, and those were the only two speeds. You know, and it's funny because with social media and thing and iPhones, cell phones, and everything. If ever I have a problem, even with my printer, my computer, anything, I turn to a midshipman because they know everything about electronics. Um, they're just wonderful. You know, we had a we had a uh, 
somebody from the class of 51 who's uh, who's often here at the museum and I, uh, we asked him you know what what is the one piece of advice that you would give midshipmen and he just looked at us and said stay off your iphone <laughs> and you know whenever wherever you go there you know everybody's on their yes. their phone uh do you allow that in the, in the barbershop are they allowed to, while they're you're cutting your hair to to have a phone right there or are they pretty you know like when you go to the barbershop, you just want to make sure you get your haircut. Well, we do not have any signs. We do not say anything. And the majority of people, they put their phone away. Mm-hmm. They enjoy the conversation and the couple minutes in the chair. Sometimes a phone will ring, and I'll pretty much say, would you like to get that? And they'll say, oh, no, I'm okay. Sometimes, excuse me, do you mind if I grab that real quick? It's understandable. Yeah. Life happens. Sure. Um, but most people like to sit there and enjoy the experience. Yes. Now the waiting line, because we have a continuous line that waits all day long, a walk-in line, and we just continuously call next. It's really funny what has changed in the most recent past years is you will look up at the line and everyone is on their phone. You and it's quiet sometimes. Where back in the day you'd hear everybody chatting and laughing and just really having a good time. So I would sometimes I wish people would put their phone down a little bit <laughs> and talk to someone sitting next to them. But in the chair, they they are very respectful. Yes, Paula, you mentioned you had cut David Robinson's hair. Are there other people that that? listeners outside of the Naval Academy might be familiar with some some VIPs or other folks who have come through the barbershop? Oh, yes. Lots of people. Lots of times football players like Joe Cardona, who plays for the Patriots. I cut his hair for four years. Malcolm Perry with Miami now, a wonderful kid. I just absolutely, he spoke to me every time he came in. Yeah, I had him in class. Yes, a a wonderful young man. Um, I've met, oh gosh, uh, President Carter has come through, and, and Mrs. Carter has come through, walking through. When was stopped that? in the barbershop. I guess the last time was probably about six or eight, seven years ago, or something. They've come through. Ross Perot has come in. Did he get his haircut? At no, no. Not prior, not <laughs> no. prior to the presidential debates. No, they would just stop in and, and yeah. say hi. And he was a nice guy. I remember he, meeting him at, nice in guy. DC once. Yeah. Yes. Uh, John McCain, John McCain's son, wonderful people Jack, again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's been so many people, uh, always the different uh, baseball players, Noah Song. Yes, yeah, so I've had an opportunity to meet a lot of people and wonderful our chain of command. I've actually have been totally blessed to cut the past several superintendents' hair. Well, so since 30, since, sorry, since 1986, you've, let's see, 10, that's about, nine or ten superintendents whose hair you've cut yes (laughs) they're wonderful and i enjoy cutting the superintendent's hair yeah we've been lucky giving them a couple minutes of peace too (laughs) (laughs) are the midshipmen nervous when uh, the soup's in the next chair oh they are it's so funny you see them almost stumble and i was like it's okay (laughs) everybody gets their hair cut yes yes Paula, this is wonderful. Thank you so much for coming by Preble Hall. Really appreciate it and uh, telling everybody about life past 34 years, cutting cutting midshipman hair. Uh, You know, the staff at the academy are just absolutely wonderful in providing all these services to the midshipmen. And I think you, more than anybody else at the academy, certainly not the officers, not the faculty, we're always demanding things of them. 
uh, you know, you have the advantage of uh, just telling them to relax for a few minutes and they can feel at home. And uh, thank you very much for what you've done so far for the first 34 years. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. It's a wonderful job. I love being here every day. And thank you very much to our listeners. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. And for the remainder of the month, we will have more stories from the Naval Academy, from faculty, staff, and historians. And have a great day. Preble Hall is in no way intended to reflect the official positions of the Department of the Navy or the Naval Academy.